0: hey guys um, welcome to the first episode i'm super excited about today's podcast this could be the very first of many i'm hoping um today's guest is an ultra runner adventurer running coach and she is the current world record holder for running from land's end to john o'gropes please welcome carla molinaro
1: hello
0: (laughs) (laughs) so um hey carla it's amazing to talk to you um thank you so much for agreeing to do this by the way um, congratulations oh, firstly on um completing that mental run <laughs> absolutely <laughs> crazy Um, I can't begin to like imagine how you're actually feeling after completing that um, how does it feel how does it feel to win the world record
1: yeah it's a bit weird to be honest like yeah. I don't know it still hasn't even though I have my certificate so yeah. I've got my proof <laughs> it still doesn't really feel like I have a world record. I don't know why. Maybe I need to frame it and put it on the wall.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Was it something you like set out to do when you wanted, like, when you, before the challenge, did you like set out to do that, like, to achieve the world record?
1: Yeah. So that was like part of when I started to think of like a challenge to do. I was like, I want it to be like a really hard challenge. Like, I didn't want to just finish it. So, yeah, from the beginning, I was, I was gunning for the, for the record
0: <laughs> nice and you smashed it was it by t- i think it was by 10 hours right yeah oh that's amazing i love that um yeah. so where like where did the idea come from was it like something you had planned say like a few years ago and then you were building up to this or was it just sort of off the bat just no. like let go
1: it was like as the world went into lockdown yeah i was like right i need something to do um because <laughs> i normally like do quite a lot of races and stuff yeah. and i was actually really fit I'd been training really hard for a couple of big ultras okay so I was like yeah I need something to do I need something to plan yeah. um and yeah it just kind of came from there I picked a date
0: yeah
1: uh, three it. months away and nice. yeah started to plan I mean normally you probably couldn't do something like this off three months <laughs> yeah. like training and but the fact like because I'd been training so hard and yeah. did have like that base level of fitness i thought that i'd be able to
0: do it i love that that's <laughs> that's <crazy>. great <laughs> i remember when uh so obviously i remember when i first saw that you completed the run because i just so it's same sort of thing for me like in lockdown just like need to keep me busy just doing like various challenges and i was doing a charity challenge and i just ran i think it was about 100 kilometers in like 24 hours and i remember being on the sofa the day after and then seeing on instagram the post come up and it'd be like this woman has just completed this about like 1200 and however many kilometers it was and i was just like oh my god she's done 12 times like with the current feeling of my legs i was like i'm absolutely (laughs) like done i remember halfway through it being like there's no way i can like carry this on and then like get being on the sofa being like thank god i've done it and then being like if someone told me right you've got another 11 days to keep going it was just oh god last like, just sat there like oh my god no way <laughs> it was absolutely amazing but how like how do you prepare for something like that because i might like for me um it was just really hard to prepare for even just doing a 24-hour challenge but i imagine like a 12 days of just pure running is just something colossal to prepare for
1: yeah like with something like that it's basically like in your head like most of it so you have to have a base level of fitness so for my training I basically did four days back to back Uh so my body would get used to that feeling of getting up and running each day so I started off with 15 kilometers on a Friday Saturday Sunday Monday Mm -hmm. and I added 5k each week until I got to 50k and I stopped at 50k basically because I ran out of time because I was getting started with the project like Ten days later, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was like the physical preparation, and by doing it like four days in the row, it kind of gave you that. You know, I could prep what it would feel like to like have to get up and go and do fifty k again the next day. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it, I think, because there was like a record involved and such a definite goal that I wanted to get from Lands End to John O'Groats on my own feet. Yeah. Like having. That goal made it a bit easier because it's like, well, that's where I want to get
0: to. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so this is so crazy. Keep <laughs> on going. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and then I just fully accepted from the beginning that the next 12 days of my life mm-hmm. are going to be, I'm just going to be in a world of pain. Like I knew <laughs> it was going to hurt. I knew yeah. it was going to be rubbish and I would probably cry a lot, which yeah. I did. Um, but I think because I accepted that before I started, it was fine. And it was really weird, like with my team, halfway through, they were like, you need to take like a few more hours off because you're really tired. I'm like, I am not dragging this out longer than (laughs) it needs to be dragged out for. Uh (laughs) But for me, I was like, yeah, I'm tired, but I'm meant to be tired. And like having three hours extra rest wasn't actually going to do anything. Mm -hmm. Was it quite quite
0: tough to like manage? Because obviously everyone has their own expectations of what you can achieve. Was there like a challenge yeah. on sort of controlling other people's expectations and then the expectations you have of yourself of what you can achieve, if that makes sense? Yeah, it was
1: weird. Because like some, they actually told me afterwards, that like one of my friends was like, oh yeah, I saw your dad. And he was like getting really stressed about it going, oh, she's not going to finish and she's going to get upset. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, your legs are hurting. You need to stop. But I think that came more from like a point that they all cared about me and they yeah, could see that I was like in pain yeah. and I knew that I was fine so yeah I guess that was a bit weird where people were like oh you know what do we need to do with you like do we need to like roll, rub you up in like cotton wool and mm-hmm. be and I'm like no just let me just carry on like i'm fine
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, oh, love so, that. yeah that,
1: that bit's a bit hard because they're like oh but you're crying because it hurts you're like yeah, yeah. yeah. Just,
0: especially for it's okay. if it's like family members because they obviously they're not doing it yeah. to be like oh you can't do the challenge they're doing it, it's like because they worry or they care about you
1: yeah 100 percent. they don't want to see you upset which mm-hmm. is like completely normal
0: yeah yeah 100%. and that you
1: know, yeah they're doing it from that place of caring not
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh we don't want you to break a record <laughs>
0: yeah one one thing <laughs> i always so find weird like when i tell people that i'm gonna run like say i'm setting up for a challenge or like a like it's like a charity challenge and it's like a stupid distance or something to like other people um one of the common things is like why you know people are always just sort of like why would you Mm -hmm. want to do that and you're just sort of like um i don't actually know but maybe i know but i I don't really know do you sort of know Mm -hmm. why you wanted to do like the race that you did
1: yeah so i had a lot of people they're like so what you what charity are you doing it for and for me this one i decided that i didn't want to do it for a charity and i know that might seem a bit weird because people always do these things for charities but for me i purely just wanted to see if i could do it yeah i wanted to test myself i wanted to see where like my mental and physical boundaries were like Mm -hmm. i find that really interesting
0: yeah
1: um and I guess I wanted to share a story of, you know, yep, the world's in lockdown and people are telling you that you're not allowed to do anything. But mm-hmm. if you think outside of the box a little bit,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. You can do
1: cool things and you can still, yep, your races might be cancelled, but you could go and run around a field all day just yep. to see if you could do it. And <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that too. Yeah,
1: well. <laughs> for me Yeah, that this one was just to see if I
0: could. Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. People That's the same. Weird that's the same thing yeah i know that i i'd completely understand that though because that's what i sort of now i'm at a point where because i've only started like really like running in like, the past year i'd say so i did my first mm. ultra i think last um december and i hadn't done like a marathon or a half marathon before, before that and i was just like there was this one kilometer track and you run around it as many times as you can so i was like okay let's pick a number let's go 50 like I feel like ultra marathons are just like, they sound interesting to me. And I don't like, I honestly don't know why. Um, Yeah. And then I just set out to do it and I did it. And I was like, it just became this like addictive feeling of like, I want to see a race or see a challenge. And I look at it and I'm like, oh, that kind of scares me. Or it's just like, it makes me nervous to think like, Jesus, I don't think I could achieve that. And that's like the goal of doing it. Do you find it sort of similar for yourself? Like you sort of look at things like, that challenge looks absolutely mental. Maybe I'm a little bit mental and I should do it as well. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah and i think like i do that like with the people i coach as well like mm-hmm. when they're i'm setting their goals with them i'm like what's your goal and they're like oh i can't tell you because it's a bit ridiculous and i'm yeah, like good yeah. it, it should be ridiculous yeah, yeah, like 100%. you've done a marathon like saying okay my goal is to finish a 5k mm-hmm. that's like a rubbish goal because yeah, yeah, you know you can do it <laughs> like...
0: i truly believe that anyone could run a 5k i know there is like yeah, certain people on can. either side but it's like it's more for me it's more mental because i I didn't have much like you could ask for friends and family and they would say like you definitely didn't train enough or they'd be like paul you haven't really trained for this you shouldn't be doing it and that is i yeah that is definitely true um but i think most of it for me probably like 75 percent of it is down to like mental uh, like ability and then if i could just have that like training it would be a lot better for me i think
1: (laughs) yeah yeah, so much of it. And your head plays games on you. So like, if uh-huh. you're out doing these things, you will go through points where you're like, this is rubbish. Why am I doing it? Yeah. Everything hurts. My foot is definitely falling off. Like I'm losing. It's like, I'm not, it's still attached, but your brain will be like, <laughs> yeah. You can't- oh my God, I haven't had anything to eat. Oh, I've got no energy. And your mind just plays tricks on you. And it's just having that ability to just, Ignore yourself because you just tell yourself stupid
0: shit for like the whole time you're running. (laughs) Hundred percent. What sort of um, so like when you're running, like what sort? I've read like a few books about like sort of mental tools and stuff like that. But what sort of like mental tools do you use? Because obviously, like running for twelve days straight, you've got to be able to like just tune, like really like tune into yourself and just.
1: Yeah so a lot when I run I either like count up or count down the kilometers. I do that quite a lot Mm -hmm. Um, so I try like I'll try and not look at my watch and then I'll be like if I'm on a long run then I'll go okay I think when my watch beeps next I'm at 10k Uh and then I look I'm like yes I was right or I wasn't (laughs) and then I count up the kilometers until I get to 40 or however long I'm running or sometimes I count down and I don't know why but that it's just an easy distraction yeah I like for that. me and, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah I, just... I
0: find when you one of the worst things is when you get halfway and you're like really you have that horrible feeling halfway and you're like my legs are like gone my mental like ability's sort of like declining a little bit and then you're like i've just got to do what i've already done it's just like yeah. that is probably one of the toughest things that i hate about yeah so
1: i normally count up to halfway and then halfway i'll count down yeah like, like, I'm like, quite quickly
0: <laughs> i'm definitely going to take that because i remember what running <laughs> my last race when i did that um running like every, like 2.6 no 4.2 kilometers every hour i remember getting halfway and being like okay i've done like 1.3 marathons now i've got to do 1.3 marathons and i'm just like oh yeah. this is horrible but i should definitely yeah. like counting downs like you're sort of coming down the hill then you know what i mean exactly, it's just like
1: yeah. <laughs> i
0: like that Um, so like with ultra running how long have you been ultra running for I saw that like you got first place I think in like last 2016 but I don't know before that like online and stuff
1: yeah so I probably I started running I was doing triathlon before and Mm -hmm. then I moved to just running in
0: 2013
1: nice we did a couple of years of marathons half marathons and then 2016 I think was when I first started doing ultras but at that point Yeah, I did, yeah, Comrades Ultra, which is like the world's biggest ultra, which is mental. Yeah. (laughs) And a few of my own, like little running adventure type stuff.
0: Oh, that's cool. Where is uh, the Comrades Ultra?
1: So it's in South Africa and it goes from there's a town called Pietermaritzburg and then it goes to Durban, which is on the sea, or vice versa. It like swaps direction each year. Okay. But it's insane. Because there's like twenty thousand people do this race. Oh wow! So like normally when you tip up to an ultra, like two hundred is a yeah, good Yeah, field.
0: You're just looking at each other. Yeah. Like, okay, uh, we're in the same boat. We're we're all crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Twenty thousand people. It is mental. Wow! And there's like world's line. Like so, if you are an ultra runner, like put it on your bucket list because yeah. it is just oh, such right. an incredible race to do.
0: That sounds amazing. I'm writing that down. That's so good um you know for say like competing because obviously you compete um, uh, for those who don't know uh for part of team gb ultra um so what what do you think i think we talked a little bit on instagram about this but what do you need to compete at like that sort of level for someone say who's just competing at, uh like ultra doing ultras pretty much what yeah. would you say you need to sort of get to that so, level
1: yeah so with the world champs ultra stuff, they mm-hmm. normally have 24 hour racing every year. Yeah, I think it's pops, it alternates between the European champs and world champs, mm-hmm. and then they have 100k world champs and 100k 50 champs, and those alternate each year. And UK athletics basically, normally in about January each year, put out what the selection criteria is. So, I think for 100 kilometers you have to be able as a woman you have to be able to run 100 kilometers under eight hours eight hours or eight hours 15 around about that um and you need to have i think have got that time within like 18 months of when the race is yeah and yeah if you get the time um you can then put basically put your name in the hat to get selected for the team for so 100k The time, like if you are not super super fast at marathons, but you've got a really good endurance base and can keep on going, hundred k is probably like good for you. With the fifty k world champs, they tend to choose people who have got a very fast marathon time, but they're in that bracket of not getting the marathon time for like Mm -hmm. the Olympics, yeah, but maybe like ten minutes slower. So you have to still be like, I'm not that quick um i'm not quick enough to make the 50k team but i'm mm. quick enough to make the 100k team so i guess it's kind of f- if you want if you aspire to race at that level which is awesome and if you can like you should um but it's kind of finding if you're fast enough or you've if you've got the endurance to go all day
0: yeah yeah that's know. definitely a fine line between like sort of endurance yeah. and then the speed sort of thing because that's one thing i've never been that good at is like speed like endurance wise i haven't really like competed like at all um yeah. but endurance i always find is like more my strong point than speed sort of thing yeah. what would you say to someone who would like wants to improve their speed what sort of like exercise would you be doing which is like is it more like strength training or is it more like just practicing running fast and keeping like your heart at that
1: yeah so ultra runners I think are quite big culprits of not doing interval training because mm-hmm. they think oh I just need to go and be able to run all day but yeah. like the only way to get faster is by running fast yeah like, if you run all day you'll be able to run all day your body becomes very very efficient at running at that level you will actually end up burning like less calories because your body knows what it's doing and it can maintain that steady pace but by doing intervals you're basically shocking your body. You're getting your legs used to turning over at a higher rate. And for an ultra runner, it's actually like even for a jog, I kept in two interval sessions a week yeah. just so my body had like a bigger range and pace That's that it fair. could move through. Um, but also, yeah, like you said, like strength work, um, strength and conditioning also helps you get quicker because you will – in a strength and conditioning session if you incorporate things like plyometrics which is jumping you're getting used to your body's muscles firing quickly um and if you're lifting weights you're basically engaging more muscles within your legs that you would normally so you're increasing that firing pattern of the muscles which will make you quicker and then adding things in like heel reps is key because that's what like really builds strength which okay. will then um help you also increase speed so yeah gym work strength intervals all the things that hurt yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> were really hard
1: <laughs> uh-huh. um are the things that make you make you quicker that's fair
0: i like that what would um, yeah. what would you say like say for a typical day say you're training for um mm. like an ultra gb ultra event what would be like a mm. typical day for like an elite athlete like yourself
1: so more i'll pro- A week's probably a bit easier. Okay. So what I do, um, like leading up to a big race, on a Monday and Wednesday, I would do an interval session. So this could be something like 10, 400s, five times 1K, eight, 800s, Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, Tuesdays, I would do a double day. So I would run in the morning and run in the afternoon, um, probably totaling about 90 minutes. And I split them just so... If you go for a really long run you get quite tired but by splitting your runs your body can recover a bit better um you don't have to worry about fueling and it's an easy way to increase your mileage okay on a thursday i would do a long run so uh today for example i've got a two hour 10 minute run to go and do nice. which i'm putting up. i'm procrastinating
0: <laughs> well that's all right at least we're doing I'm, sort of I'm, I'm waiting here, so. till it stops raining i'm like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not going to stop raining. Uh, yeah i think but, i used that excuse today uh, i went to the gym this morning and it was like uh i'll go to the gym don't need to run i could just chill and sort out everything for my podcast <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> and then on a saturday i will do a tempo session so <laughs> this is something like um, I would do build up to this, but like four lots of 20 minutes at race pace, which is the pace that I want to be doing the hundred K at. So whatever that is, whether it's five minutes, okay. Or four minutes, okay. I'll try and run those blocks at that pace. Okay. And then Sunday, a long run. And then I'll do yoga once a week, a half an hour session to stretch out my body. And then a strength and conditioning session once a week nice um normally on a tuesday when i've got that double day so tuesdays are like quite i actually do quite a lot of training because i've got two running sessions and a strength session but you don't want to put your strength session on the same day as an interval session otherwise one of them will be a bit rubbish
0: okay you sort of compromise the other one then yeah okay that's cool i like that it's interesting to know the sort of routine of a like an elite athlete just because i am sort of like it's like someone will mention to me oh you need to do this if you want to get like this i'm like okay cool i'll just do a week of that and then it sort of slips off <laughs> and then you end up doing like something else here or be like oh i'll just go to the gym and do some strength training today so it's it's really interesting yeah. to hear of like how it can fit into the week sort of thing um what would you say one of your like major achievements has been or like a highlight has been for you in your like ultra sort of career
1: yeah i think making the team for the 100k world champs like I kind of thought, I don't know, it's a bit silly because a lot of people are like, oh, you have to be really young to like race for GB. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're not racing for GB in your 20s, then you can kind of forget about it. But I got my first Ultra vest when I was 34. And I was like one of the younger people there. So for me, I was like, this is awesome. Like, I've still got, there was still, there was a lady in my team who I think was like, in her mid forties, yeah. So I'm like, oh, I've got like ten years that yeah, I yeah. can race at this level with if I, you know, keep up the training. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was really cool to see. Where you think, you know, oh, okay, I won't be able to race at that level, and then all of a sudden you can. Yeah, because cool. with
0: I think with running, it might be it's obviously like different with things like because I'm quite into MMA and boxing, and that's one of those yeah. sports where it's like you know like younger sort of thing, and it's like they yeah. start off if you start training when you're like 16 and then by the time you're like 20, they're sort of in their primes and then they're like blowing up and becoming champions. That's what I love about running is like, you just said there. it was just like older people can like, there's not like a, you sort of, you're in your prime and then you're like past it. It's just like you can do it at any age, which I think is really important for like people to know. And that's one thing I've quite liked it. Cause I've obviously, I'm 28 now and I've only started running like properly a year ago. And it just, yeah. it fills you with such confidence to know from, say, like an elite athlete like yourself, that you can just do it at any age, you know, and it's sort of not too late as such. Obviously, you've yeah. had 20 years as well of running, but it's like, it's a good yeah. thing to. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, so you have to build up to it. But mm-hmm. like, what is really nice is that, you know, it's still there and it is still attainable. Like, if exactly. you still want to race at that level when you're willing to, like, put in the work, ultra running is a an old thing. Person's game, which yeah. is cool. And you need, you know, you I mean, there's a few like freak ultra runners who go and smash world championships when they're 20. But
0: yeah, 100%.
1: that's not normal because most 20-year-olds are at the pub. <laughs> and
0: 100%.
1: you know, and that's cool. And I'm like, you know, go out and enjoy it. And then when you know you want to settle into running later, it the option's there for you to do it when you're yeah. older.
0: I admire anyone that can just get into ultra running because it's not something that you sort of like grab and you think oh i'm just going to run a really really long distance
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love it um with so i saw on your page that you're also an adventurer mm. um so i'm just really interested in the fact that you are like an adventurer so for myself i've never really been like traveling as such um yeah. but it's something that i'd love to do at some point but maybe through like running or racing or just i don't know any sort of yeah. anything like that um how would how did you sort of get into doing that was it more sort of just like you chose a race in another country and then it sort of settled from there or is it like completely different
1: yeah that's exactly how i started so i didn't have a clue about ultra running or mountain running or adventures so i booked myself a flight to zermatt in switzerland mm-hmm. and i'd entered this race called the matterhorn ultrax which is it was my first ultra and it was 46 kilometres. So an ultra is anything over a marathon. And people are like, oh, 46 kilometres is only 4K over. It doesn't count. It's, it's, oh, come on. It counts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I if, you hit, it counts. if you hit 44, I, oh, I can't remember the yeah. exact, but 44 is an ultra yeah. marathon. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, it was, but it was a mountain marathon. I didn't know what I was doing. So I went out there for a week before the race and I just basically... Went and ran up and down the mountains and put my backpack on and would go for a walk and have a sandwich at the top of a mountain. And the nice thing about Switzerland, and actually a lot of the Alps kind of area, yeah, is that they mark all their paths. Oh, cool. So you can get guidebooks with like the route in it. And then as you're going around the route, it's there's literally signposts at every junction. So if you're kind of getting into it and you don't really know where to start, yeah, that's a brilliant place because you're in the wild and you're in the mountains, but you don't need to get lost. Mm -hmm. And so after that, I got a little bit of confidence and I went and booked myself another flight out to the Alps where I went and did a thing called the Tour of Mont Blanc, which is, there's an ultra race called Ultra Trail Mont Blanc, which goes around the Mont Blanc mountain through France, Switzerland, and Italy. Wow. It's 100 miles and yeah <laughs> so, so they will normally do it in one day and i was like that's mental not happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, i was like but i can break it down into four days and mm-hmm. i can do it in four days um and then there's like little mountain huts all along the way which you can stay in so yeah i chucked my backpack on again the route is all marked mm-hmm. so you know where you're going um and yeah that was like the most amazing thing I've ever done and probably yeah the start into getting a bit more adventurous and because I was going on my own because at that time I didn't really know anyone else that wanted to do that type of thing yeah going on somewhere where there's a marked path at the end of the day there's someone somewhere to stay and then there was loads of people to chat to in the evenings because a lot of people walk those routes oh, Okay. so yeah for me it was a nice way to get into that more adventure running without you know going out i don't know to bosnia on my own where yeah, no yeah. One <laughs> if i got lost <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: that's cool that gives me a good like insight into like, how it sort of starts and stuff because you see yeah. people as venturers and you're like how did they like where where does it start (laughs) yeah yeah you just got
1: to come up with an idea but they're these guidebooks i think they're called cicerone guidebooks um i've actually got one here um so they're those okay which um are amazing so in them they've got like the route guides it describes the route to you it tells you where to sleep it gives you like a place the phone numbers of where to sleep each day and they do them for like oh, all the big walking tales in europe yeah. so yeah if you want to go i would say go get one of these books for wherever you're thinking of heading yeah yeah and then you can start planning yeah because that.
0: that's that's what I like just preparation it's like one of my sort of like downsides it's more just sort of like that sounds like a cool challenge let's just go do that but obviously when yeah. you go into another country you need to be very careful when that sort of a. Uh, <laughs> when yeah. that thing happens. i
1: mean i'm all for the gung-ho approach but yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. you yeah, have yeah. to have a bit
0: of time <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um so what would you say what's next for you what's like obviously you've just achieved a world record which is absolutely amazing mm. still part of like D- team gb ultra but what what's something that yeah. you want to tick off now
1: yeah so this guidebook here is actually what i'm planning next which is the gr10 Mm -hmm. which is a walking route from the atlantic to the med over the pyrenees wow Um, and yeah it just looks incredible so it's about 800 kilometers but i want to do this like i don't want to have a big support crew and Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff i just want to go with my backpack and nice just stop where i want to stop and i would still probably go quite hard and like see how far I could get each day
0: yeah yeah
1: um, but a bit more like on my own I don't mind if people want to come with me but cool. not I don't really want to have to rely on a support crew for this one
0: yeah so. that's fair you see what you can achieve like just on your own sort of thing
1: yeah and it's a nice to get like a mix of different things like yeah different types of adventures
0: yeah hundred percent So if you do that like like you've done the big like challenge with a support crew so now it's like okay let's see what i can do like on my own out in the elements sort of thing yeah that's amazing um so what my final question for you is what advice would you give to anyone out there who's like looking to push themselves further
1: so set a goal (laughs) um so yeah definitely have a goal that scares you and is out of your comfort zone um, and then write it down and then tell everyone that you're doing it nice because as soon as you've done that like yeah. you can't it's out there
0: 100%. it's like
1: and then you need to start working your way towards it I find like if you have an idea and it's just in your head and you don't tell anyone
0: mm-hmm.
1: you might not do it because you're like well no one knows it's fine yeah, so yeah. yeah like almost throw yourself in at the deep end and yeah, there will be times where it's rubbish and it hurts. But mm-hmm. once you've finished it,
0: yeah. it will then be amazing. Hundred <laughs> percent. I love that sort of uh, expression of like, just tell it like telling people, because that's why yeah. I sort of started like a new Instagram and then was like, if I like get all my friends and family or whatever to follow me, and then if I put out a challenge, there's no, the, the, the one of the good things about Instagram is there's no shying away from it. So if you put up yeah. like, hi, guys, this is what I'm going to do this month. You can't just then not, if you don't post anything for a month and you just sort of disappear and go quiet, then people aren't, people are just going to assume that you haven't done it. So it's nice. It's sort of, you hold yourself accountable, which I think is one of like the most like key things.
1: Yeah. And you will like fail at some stuff and you'll try some things and like it won't work. Mm -hmm. But as long as you try it, like it doesn't matter. And you will learn so much. You know, I tried to do a run in 2018 from Cape Town to, Um, comrades to that race and we tried to do 90k a day um, and we all got injured on day six Mm -hmm. and we didn't end up doing the distance we were meant to do and we changed our goals halfway through but then for the jog I managed to run further than that every day and that was probably because you know failing that one I then was like okay I know I can do 90k for six days Mm -hmm. so I can do this and you've just got to draw from those things, and you might be like, "Oh my God, people are gonna hate me because I didn't do what I said I was gonna do." They won't. Yeah. Like the only person that cares is you, and yeah, like as long as you try, no one's gonna judge you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they do, they're an idiot. So
0: agreed, yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> <Yeah>. agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you very 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 much for today it's honest it's been amazing i was quite nervous before this but actually it was not as bad as i thought <laughs> it's nice to challenge yourself and put yourself in. <laughs> okay so thank you for listening to the first episode of the at the top podcast we hoped you liked the episode today uh, a special thank you to carla for being the first guest on the podcast if you'd like to find more information out about carla then please visit her website which is www.carlamolinara.com you can also check out her facebook instagram and strava if you want to keep up to date of everything she's doing she's also doing a strength conditioning and yoga course that you can sign up to on our website Uh, if you'd like to find the book that Carla recommended in the podcast I'll leave a link in the description and finally if you want to keep up to date with the podcast then please subscribe Um, you can also like follow and subscribe to all our social media channels thank you